Hi, I'm James Gardner, host of Your History, Your Story, a podcast for everybody who loves stories about interesting people and events told by those who uncovered them from within their own family trees. This, we hope, will inspire you to discover and celebrate your history and your story. In this episode, we will be speaking with author, speaker, and Latina entrepreneur Lisa Caprelli. Lisa grew up with humble beginnings in El Paso, Texas. Shy as a child, Lisa had a vivid imagination and a gift for writing and went on to be the first in her generation to graduate from college, where she studied social psychology. As an entrepreneur, Lisa spent 25 years in marketing, during which time she helped many CEOs turn their businesses into meaningful brands. Today, Lisa is focusing her attention on her passion for helping and inspiring children through a book series called Unicorn Jazz and on an Amazon TV show called Unicorn Jazz Presents The Thing I Do through her books and TV show, which include puppets, music, art, and other entertainment. Lisa hopes to inspire kids to learn, discover their uniqueness, and encourage them to show kindness to others. I'd now like to welcome Lisa Caprelli to our show. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you for having me, James. Well, it's wonderful to have you. We really appreciate the work that you do, and we just want to learn a little more about you to start with. Lisa, where were you born and raised? I was born in El Paso, Texas. It's a border town. Um, I was raised in a large Hispanic family. I am Latina. I grew up with five siblings, and I currently live in uh, California. 20 years I've been here. So can you tell us a little more about your family's roots? Yeah, so uh, my grandmother had just a third grade education. She was forced to drop out of school when her mother passed away. And um, of course, that would be taxing upon anyone. So she always encouraged us, you know, as she became an adult to get an education, that that was going to be one of the best things we could do. And we did. My sisters and I were first generation to go to college. Um, I actually excelled. I was always a straight A student. And it was really to make my grandmother proud. And, and um, she's not with us anymore. She's in heaven, but instrumental in my life as a mentor, as someone who, who loved us and believed in us. Oh, so you, you really got an education from your grandma too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> it's so important. Uh, I talk about this a lot on our podcast about learning from people in our family and listening to stories that are told. And what a valuable thing that you have that memory of your grandma and what she taught you and what she told you and how that contributed to to your your knowledge and your education. Can you tell me something, Lisa, about some of your early favorite childhood memories? Yes, um, I vote playing with my sisters, even though we grow poor. Um, I often say, how do you know you're poor unless someone tells you? Uh, uh-huh. We we played in the backyard and would make a make-believe games. Um, I loved escaping into fantasy, and, and maybe that's why I love storytelling and writing books. And um, I often say my only voice was on paper because I grew up really shy. I was the shyest kid, like, all my youth. And and uh, so today, to you know, to be able to speak in front of schools, and we'll get into that, it's just been a huge uh, life transformation for me. But I do believe that you know we have the capacity as as human beings to to learn, to change, to grow. Yeah, definitely. And so you were kind of shy, but you had this sort of creative mind that was going on all the time, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah, I didn't. I thought everyone had it. I, I, I thought everyone loves writing as much as I did. Um, yeah, I still do. I, I wake up early and I, I have, I write down all my ideas and get my creative time, but I'm grateful that we're all different. We're supposed to be unique. Oh, absolutely. And never underestimate those shy ones because they might be <laughs> thinking all kinds of things, <laughs> writing, and get all creative, just waiting to just pop out. Right. Right. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so did you have some other hobbies as a kid? Were you interested in anything specific that you like to do other than writing? Yeah, um, we we played make believe a lot. My sister, older one, spearheaded that, and again, I thought everyone did that. Uh, we sang a lot. We're not good singers. We love to dance. Mm -hmm. um, we love to bake and cook. And I think in a lot of Hispanic families, you will see that cooking is prevalent. Um, we love spending time with family. That's something that we did have that strong sense of connection and love. Oh, that's great. Terrific. And I guess you heard a few stories when you were growing up around family, right? Oh, yeah. We we had lots of cousins and, you know, we large family when it was parties, it was music and lots of weddings and a lot of entertainment. You know, I, I was happy, even though we did lack, I, it was embarrassing to, to lack basic necessities. Um, but we made the best of it. Yeah. And that, that all contributed to who you are today. Absolutely. I, I appreciate things. I don't take things for granted. I cherish, you know, having the great things I have. I cherish living five blocks from the ocean today. You live five blocks from the ocean? Yes. I'm oh, so grateful. that's wonderful. <laughs> and I that's... go every day. Yes. Do you really? That's fantastic. You mentioned you were a good student. As far as your education goes, how did your education progress beyond high school? Yes, I started off, I was a court reporter, so I could read, write, and think 250 words a minute. And uh, then I didn't want to do that. And um, I switched degrees to social psychology. And for me, it was important because of the communication, the communication I wasn't taught as a child. And it was through understanding people and perspectives that I knew was going to help me. That's something that I didn't get a straight A in, in school. And I needed that learning of college to understand psychology and human behavior. And I've always been fascinated about human behavior, why people do things, why they make mistakes, why, why they thrive. And being when you are shy, you, are, you tend to be an observer of the world. If you're not talking, what well, you're watching. So that's why I, I often say to children um, when, I, when I get to speak to them is to embrace our uniqueness and skills. If, if I was extroverted and, and the popular one, uh, my whole life would have changed. So we all need each other. We need different perspectives and, and we should support each other and, and team up and help each other. Oh, definitely. So, you know, I think social psychology should be part of all of our curriculums right. in college, certainly because you're always dealing with people. I mean, I know now we're, you know, a lot of us during the, the pandemic have to be sort of working remotely and things like that, but you're still interacting with people as we are now. It's so important to understand, you know, why people do things, why people think things. And I think it could help us almost in any kind of occupation that we're in. But tell me, what, what did you move on to? You, I understand that uh, you had a career in marketing and branding. Yeah, I moved to California 20 years ago, and then I started a real estate mortgage business, did well. It was the marketing that made it a success, and it was very quick uh, success. 
um, did that through 2009, you know, the recession enters and a um, lot of changes. And, and then I, I realized that even though things came back and it's always up and down in that business anyway, um, I wasn't happy doing that. And I realized what I had done in my life at that point was help companies and the CEOs thrive. So I decided to start my own marketing company and learn social media. I wrote a book called Call Your Message, The Art of Digital Marketing and Social Media when social media became prevalent, when Twitter came out, you know, with 140 characters being your message and people saying it's going to go away. And I was like, it's not going to go away. You know, technology is anything invented after you were born. It was not going away. So I knew that I need to understand the changes of marketing to be able to help others and serve them and, and get business. You know, when you write books, you you know, obviously you're going to have some authority. For me, it was kind of like a business card. People would look at, I don't want to do all this. I just want to hire you. So I was able to represent all kinds of uh, clients and brands, over 150 CEOs and brands I've worked with. Wow. And I saw a lot of common denominators and me having that human interest in, in happiness and, and meaning and purpose. I got to always work alongside the CEOs and are they happy? Are they doing what they love, all these things. And they would tell me like, no, I'm not happy. They were workaholics and they didn't have a balance in life. And and then um, I decided to write a book called Skip a Step, Imparting Wisdom for Young Entrepreneur Minds. And you can be young at heart at any age. It comes with a workbook. I went in on a almost three-year journey researching, interviewing 13 notable entrepreneurs and leaders about what they would tell their younger self. What steps would they skip? What would they give younger people? Because I wish that was me, like, you know, learning the shortcuts of things. And I didn't have an entrepreneur in my family at all. Self-taught, learn from all these different people, asking questions along the way. And the questions I asked was not like, how did they make it to the top? How did they make money? It was questions about what would you tell your, you know, seven-year-old self, your 19-year-old self? What message do you want your children and, and with your legacy? And I saw the common denominator was, to, you know, um, Michael Gerber in chapter one, who was 80 years old at the time where I interviewed him, he says, well, to create is, is the meaning of life. Um, I heard things like to have vision, um, that uh, people and relationships are more important than money, that teamwork, kindness, all these different things, you know, that, that if you believe in something, go do it. Don't take no for an answer. You know, don't do it yourself if you have to. At this book, when I published it, I had this it's almost like they were all speaking to me, which is the purpose of the book. And right. I want people to have that. And I, I just said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to market other people's vision and their stuff. What about my vision? Yeah, my stuff. And I had written books already and published them. And then I thought, like, what would I want my legacy be, to be? What can I build this big that I know is going to take time as any business does? What do I have that's my own IP, my own intellectual property, you know, what my own copyright if I were to create a product, a toy or puppets? It was children's books. And then what was going to be my character? And I did research for Unicorn was a globally iconic figure and it celebrates diversity. People of all ages wear unicorns and love them, boys and girls. I like that. I like that unique represented unicorn, unique unicorn. And I wanted her to have a special talent which she would sing because I'm not a good singer, but I, who does, I mean, lots of people love music. <laughs> so it was simple to come up with unicorn jazz. Jazz was also named after my niece, Jasmine, a sweet girl. It was, it was available to domain. I immediately went to a whiteboard and drew this crazy vision that people do like me that when they want to create a company. <laughs> 
And I saw the vision of beyond the books of, of creating the toy plushes, which I have puppets and eventually getting licensed to do that. And, and I was just recently with the licensing convention and, and people are talking about God willing, getting our, our characters into an animated series, my goal. And to me, to write, write, write for life, I will take on that role. What I didn't know was going to happen is I started going into elementary schools and they wanted me to speak about what it's like to be an author, you know, to, to encourage the kids to go to the library, literacy, reading, writing. Wow. So, so you, you've got the, the first book, Skip a Step, and you're reaching out to, you know, business leaders, CEOs, and you're not just saying, oh, how can you increase your bottom line or something like that? You're actually asking them to sort of look into themselves mm -hmm. and uh, what questions would they, mm -hmm. they ask their younger self. I think that's a really neat concept because I think of it myself. What would I ask my younger self? What, what would I tell my younger self? Yeah. What kind of answers would you get? <laughs> and uh, what, what can you learn from even thinking like that? And how can that help you in the future? I think that's that's so cool. But then, then what you're telling me is that you were getting ideas from CEOs and things like that. But you're like, well, what's your personal brand? You're asking yourself, what you know, what is my brand, and what do I want to accomplish, and what do I want to do? And then what I'm hearing is you come up with Unicorn Jazz because you want to reach children. Yes. Uh, you want to reach children, and with a with a positive message. So, They're our future. <laughs> yes, they are our future. But let me let me just back up a little bit and ask you what I know you asked yourself, like, what what's what do I want? To, what's my brand? But what is it that transitioned you to children and, and why why yeah. children versus CEOs? Yeah, I <laughs> what, get asked that. What caused that? It was something that I wanted to do that was fun to create picture books with stories. And remember, going back to my childhood, I love to make up stories. I can make up stories fast and quick. That's I right. did that as a mom. I made up songs as a mom. It was fun. I wanted to create a fun brand, something that that I jumped to to get out of bed and do. Um, to, to work with children, I say, is to feel like you're seven all the time with wisdom that you can give back to them, hopefully, right? <laughs> and for them, their vulnerability and their and their innocence, hungry to learn more. You don't get that from an adult as common. And I, I saw that. I can I come more alive when I'm around children and being able to, to take a message and translate it down to their age group, seven, 10, 13, you know, even when I speak to college adults. And again, that's because I study human behavior and, and really getting in their shoes, in their age and answering and, you know, and, and having humor. Like I say, if I don't know the answer, I'll Google it, that kind of thing. Because you get asked all kinds of things, and I, I, I'm ready for almost any question they have. And it was another reason was it was also brave for me to revisit my childhood, in, and in the odd sense, as it sounds, it was in a way to correct it. To you know, I was giving to myself something that I'm sure there's other people. You know, we we often think that we're alone in our in our pain or our struggles, and there's other people going through other similar yeah. experiences. So it's for me to reach those kids, and then to give perspective to the other kids to get the kids that were like me, like, be kind to that girl that's shy. Like she, she doesn't know, maybe she's hurting. Maybe she doesn't know how to speak up. Maybe at home, she hasn't learned how to communicate like you, that maybe that's what you have going on at home. So it's a lot of it is understanding and, and being empathetic to feelings and emotions and, and things like that. And um, my books are categorized as social emotional learning and social emotional learning 
is um, how we cope with our feelings, emotions. And it's often told now today, and required in schools, especially since the pandemic, that teachers cannot teach effectively unless they are equipped to understand the social emotional cues of their students and for the students to understand them and recognize them in themselves. Definitely. You know, in school, you know, you have your friends and you have your little activities and stuff like that. And sometimes you might see a kid in the class is a little shy and you, maybe you'll reach out to them, but maybe if they don't sort of join in right away, you think, all right, they just want to be on their own or whatever. But to have uh, some activities or, or people sort of uh, explaining that some shy people sometimes need a little bit more reaching out to and Maybe it's not that they're unfriendly or anything like that, but maybe they're just a little shy and they need an opportunity to sort of meet you yes. and to know you and things like that. And you're promoting that sort of thing. Yeah. And I just saw recently my son's school in his newsletter that said if someone is looks like they're alone or, you know, go up to them and be the person that changes their day, something like that. And I was like, wow. So, of course, you know, there's other people coming up with these positive messages, you know, in schools. And, and I celebrate that because, yeah, it's, it's not fun to be picked on, on or to feel left out in as a child or in the workforce. And so it's been, I didn't know I was going to do all this. And every time I get to go on a podcast and be zero nervous, by the way, because this even used to not be me. I just feel that all my life, God has set me up for this. And I'm just the spokesperson for the Unicorn Jazz brand. I come with a lot of teams of people, my artists, my illustrated, the teachers, kids. Um, I, during the pandemic, I started a show called Unicorn Jazz Presents the Thing I Do, which is people have called it like a modern day Sesame Street meets Mickey Mouse Club with professional uh, Broadway kids, singers, actors, video piece together. We do behind the scenes um, into a short show and it's educational, it's entertainment. And we've been able to put some more of our puppets you know, Unicorn Jazz and Tracy, two of my main characters, you know, wanting to get more, knowing that it was a homegrown show, but it just came on Amazon TV recently and people love it. And when I, again, another element I get to share with the kids is what green screen is, how I put it on my hand and based on their age group, they, they want to know these things. You and I, James, we didn't grow up with that. We're older than Google and YouTube. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot phones. older than Google and YouTube. Right. We didn't have phones <laughs> in our pocket. We're, you and I are more digital Mm -hmm. immigrants the new the kids of tomorrow are digital natives and so I get them excited about how lucky they are to have access to this technology their parents and teachers didn't and of course they light up because that's true and it's almost like they have too much information and it could be taken for granted but I'm there to impart wisdom on them on get an education on what their interests are and their hobbies are and to use them as a vessel for the rest of their lives and to realize that they need a team, just like I do. I, I couldn't have done all this by myself. <laughs> you need a team. And, and that's in, in life and everything. We need team of people to champion our beliefs, our causes, helping give back as part of, of what we do, especially since the pandemic um, with uh, children's hospitals, a uh, nonprofit where we give books to them do, during book, we're doing book drives. And of course, I love books and I, I encourage public to send books, kids send in their allowance to send books and and it just, it just keeps going. That is so cool. So, so Unicorn Jazz is on Amazon TV. Yeah. Unicorn Jazz presents The Thing I Do. And The Thing I Do is based on one of my children's books and a song. And we have nine songs and a song album on, on all the music platforms. 
And it's fun. I encourage you to watch it. I did it also. I thought of Baby Einstein, the founder who created that out of her garage on a small budget and went on to sell it to Disney. So for me, it's, it is a homegrown show. It's, it's not like a Steven Spielberg production. We did it with a homegrown studio on many regards. I am proud of it and the kids coming together. It is entertainment. And uh, the kids, knowing that the feedback from the kids and the teachers is they want to watch the whole show or they binge watch it, knowing that they were entertained and that they learned. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, well, I have three grandchildren. Oh. So. Yeah, so I got to please watch it and please review it. I often say, yeah, so we have season oh, yeah. two, five episodes. They're like 20 minute average each episode. You, you're going to go through them quickly. Um, but a lot of the inspiration came from the unicorn jazz stories and the messages of happiness, kindness, uh, learning through fun facts, through kids. Through a, we have a puppet led game show with real questions on there. And it's a lot of fun. So it really celebrates love, kindness being unique and uh -huh. believing in others. That's what it's yeah. about, right? Well, that's the overall theme and, and to celebrate the things you do and share it with the world. And the kids in there that are professional um, actors and singers, they, they love putting on a you know, 30 to 60 second video and editing it and directing what the theme was behind the scene, which is I, I work with them and directing it. And then them seeing it, that they're part of a bigger, greater thing. And so, Unicorn Jazz has been described as a movement and, and the parents, they gave permission, they have to, and uh, started getting involved and seeing my vision as I would talk to them one-on-one -on -one and, and showing the vision. And, and one thing that people do know about my name, thankfully, is they're like, if Lisa's getting behind it, we are going to help and, and be, you know, support her. Whatever she's doing is going to be great. It's going to be for the greater good. And and I believe that, you know, there's a saying is, is your name is your own personal brand and then what you put behind it. So I could be really tough in business, I, I think, but, but rightfully so. I, I'm tough with myself. I, I want to do the best as I can. And, and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll admit responsibility or, or mistakes. And I'm always here to learn from other people. And, but ultimately, I'm, I love providing a, a culture of happiness, of loving what you do. Oh my goodness. Do, do we need uh, you and we need that <laughs> in our communities today to, to think about, you know, bringing people together, helping people to work with others, to, to not be just sort of skeptical of others all the time or, you know, angry at others, what have you, to actually work together and in love and kindness. I mean, it is just, it's wonderful. It's a, it, it, and then to, to teach kids, these different things and to have the puppets and the colors and the, uh, you know, and, and the colorful books. I think that's, that's terrific. So did you think when you were starting off in marketing and branding and all that working with CEOs, did you, did you have any idea then that you'd be just like focusing in on kids no. and unicorns and puppets? <laughs> no, no clue. No clue. But it came quickly when I did start the vision, the, the way it did for the people. When I created outside the box thinking of what next, how do we make it bigger? It, it just became, I, I, you know, like in Forrest Gump, the, the guy who likes the shrimp and that's all he talks about. So that was, that's been me for all these years. I just eat, beat and sleep, unicorn jazz and, and the work and the characters and all the people behind it and them loving it, then sending information on do, you know, here, do this for this school here's a charity that needs help. Here's, you know, these people would love your story time. You know, here's a musician. And for me, like, I love it. It's not like 
I don't want like, oh God, I have to talk to these people. You know, please put my phone away. I'm just like, oh my God, look who I get to talk to today. Look who, who loves growing the brand that I created with the help and inspiration of people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just been the greatest work of my life. And I, I, you, we often hear that if you do what you love, it, it won't be like work. And, and that is true for me now. It was never true for me before I built Unicorn Jazz. I always, you know, envy people that did that, you know, and, and some people in life that, you know, they will or they won't, you know, not everyone can be a, a leader entrepreneur. We, we be a good follower. We, some of us, we need that in the world as well. But now I, it's like, this is my world. You know, I'm hearing your story and our, our listeners are hearing your story, but I can almost see it. Unicorn jazz sort of building up because you know, you said you as a child, you were shy, but you had a great imagination and you liked to write. And even your, when you played, you made things up. I, I remember as a kid making up stuff with our friends when we didn't have something to do on a, yeah. a lazy summer day. But, you know, you're very creative. And then when you were talking about skip a step and you were talking about having people you ask themselves as a kid a question, things like that, you were kind of going back to, hey, who you become kind of starts off when you're a kid, right? <laughs> it makes sense. So, well, I mean, right. I mean, you have the time on this planet to, when you're young to learn the right courses. And I, I encourage kids to do what they love. And, and obviously, you know, parents will push them to get a career in traditional careers because of, of money. You know, we know that. But I believe in pushing them towards their talents and their DNA. We're all different. I have a friend that has quintuplets, five kids. Quintuplets. Oh my god. Yeah, goodness. they all they're all past college now. They all grew up to be wow. completely different careers. Mm-hmm. And so we are all wired differently. You know, if you're a parent and, and you want your child to be the next NFL player, the next, you know, greatest doctor to save the world, you know, it's nice to and, and they may be, but at the same time, discover who they are. I also am an artist. I didn't know that art would, would fuel my soul. Um, until an adult I did and I think how that would have helped me and um, I didn't have anyone really pushing and believing in my work as a, as a writer author that someone would have said Lisa this is really good you know I, I did get that from my teachers but encouraging that and, and again how my life would have skipped some steps and you know that being unique is okay and celebrated and being proud I would have been like unicorn jazz who is proud of who she is and <laughs> And, and other people are proud that she's like that, you know? Oh. And I kind of look at it like, um, for me, I, even when I would go public speaking, I was often really hard on myself in the way I spoke. My, I used to have a high-pitched tone, which if you're nervous, you couldn't do that. That was me. And I used to cringe at, at the way I spoke. I wasn't like the extroverted, you know, popular guy speaking. Well, I learned through my own personality and who I am and being authentic and vulnerable is I am me. And that's the best I could be in delivering. I do speak from my heart and, and I'm able to do shows like this, you know, many shows. And I'm so grateful. I don't lose my words anymore. When I'm when you're nervous, you can, you know, you're, you can stutter, you can lose your words. And writing for me, I don't. Like if I could just write my way through life, I always said I would, I, it would be brilliant. But we, we need to speak. We need to use our words. I've learned how to use my words and do this now. And it's just come from lifelong of learning and, and knowing that, you know, we should be learners of life. And yeah, keep on I, know. I, I agree. And I, I know sometimes it really takes, sometimes it takes years to find out what it is you really, what makes you tick. Sometimes you gotta, sometimes there's things that you think you're going to like, 
and maybe yeah. you're not fit for them and you try it and you're not sure. Not all of us, you know, oh, I'm, I'm 10 years old. I'm, I love to draw. I'm going to become an artist and that's it. You might find that it's going to be a combination of skills or gifts that you have or what have you. But sometimes you have to, you know, sort of ask yourself questions that, uh, you know, am I going to just go down this path because, Hey, it, pays the bills, you know, or develop it or do that and develop a hobby on the side an interest. You That's know, maybe you nice. want to play the guitar, you're 40 and, and go take lessons. They're out there, you know? And I, I just believe that if, if you're happy doing the things you love, that's why the so-called the thing I do, the things, mm -hmm. you know, you love to do and sharing your talents with the world. I mean, I'm right now, I'm sharing my talents and my gifts with the world that as a child, I thought were not good. Isn't that interesting? We're really happy. You are sharing your talent. <laughs> What better thing could you be doing than invest in the young, young kids, young people in a way that's positive, you know, getting people to, to work in community and to be kind to each other. Right. That's great. You know, I just a little bit, we, I've mentioned this on some of my other podcasts, but doing what my wife and I are doing now with your history, your story is sort of a it's a combination of things that uh, as, a, as a child, I loved history. I loved history and I loved hearing stories. I loved stories. I had three grandparents I grew up around. And uh, like you, I, I just loved to listen to what they had to say. And, but I went into industry. I was in industry in, uh, for 40 years, pretty much doing accounting, finance, and some other things. That, w that wasn't necessarily my passion, but here I am, I'm in my sixties now, but now I'm doing, my wife and I are doing something we love and we're meeting right. people like you. We're meeting, you know, people who are, are historical descendants or people yeah. who have great stories to tell. And Hey, just cause I'm 63 uh, doesn't mean that uh, I can't sort of reinvent myself <laughs> uh, using the things, gifts or, or passions that God gave me. And I think, you're doing it and you're making a big impact. Thank you. I'm, I'm so grateful this all came to be. And I just believe that that was my purpose. And, and if I can inspire people to tap into their purpose and talent at a young age there, you know, or at a, as an adult, because I, I definitely do that with adults. When people see the, the work and the, the impact through the lens of a child, that's when you know, um, that's what I live for. When I get to speak to children, whether it's virtual, you know, since the pandemic or in person, which I can't wait to do more of, to be able to, to really, it, for me, it's like a, a musician, a, a, a concert when you go and, and there are, they, there, if you want them to feel like you're speaking, they're singing to you, right, among thousands of people. I like doing that with children. I'm, I may not reach all of them. Obviously, we're all different, but I, I do connect with a lot of them. And, and even one-on-one -on -one when, of course, the greatest things, you know, when they want to buy your books and that sort of thing. And every day I'm in front of children, I say, today is the best day of my life. Oh, that's terrific. <laughs> so if you had to say in like in, in a couple of sentences, how has your life been impacted through the work that you're doing now with children? It's mind-blowing and, and positive. Um, if I'm having a bad day, I just start working with what I do with children and it quickly changes to a happiness state, you know, wow. talking about it and great shows like yours, of course, it's, I love it because people don't get to hear the behind the scenes of it. You know, thank you so much for sharing that. Wow. 
and the interest in it. Because I get asked the same questions I, 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 when you go to school after school. They, they're kind of the same. And you realize they're asking the same thing because they want to know. No, yeah. And, and, and that's a good thing. And, you know, I like um, being that voice that's going to inspire them. You know, stories are meaningful. It's the reason why, you know, when you watch a documentary, you are your historian. You know, we learn from people and what made them tick, what made them do this. And, and it's the story. And, and I didn't know that I have a story. I, I don't, I get kind of humbled and embarrassed because to me, it's kind of like, oh, that's not a great story. The stories of unicorn jazz are much better than my story. <laughs> oh, no. So I have to ask you this question. I ask a lot of my guests yeah. this question. What do you want your legacy to be, Lisa? It's for my books and stories and messages to change lives. I, when I go to school and I see my books in the library, you know, sometimes in Barnes and Noble locally, you know, become some of someone's childhood. They're going to grow up for their children and read them, sing to them the songs we have to know that, it, you know, I'm, I'm a, a speck compared to all the wisdom and knowledge and all the books that are out there. But to know that long after I'm gone, there's going to be a legacy. I, I see it and feel already. And I've already told people like that are younger, like you're going to take this over <laughs> that, you know. And, you know, here's the baton, now it's your turn. And it just makes it a life worth mattering. And, and don't we want to matter in life? You know, don't we, don't we want to, um, you know, I once um, saw this in the movie with that Susan Sarandon. And she says, what is love? What is love of being witness to someone's life? Mm-hmm. Well, to be witness to someone's life, you, you want to feel like you matter. And we all want to matter. We all want to matter. And so for me, if I can inspire all people that you should all matter in what you do, like, like you said, you and your wife do this podcast, you must, what joy must bring you to, to do this, what you learned the stories and, and all these people, like you didn't know all the stories till we did this and you're sharing this with your listeners. And I thank you so much that people want to listen to this story. And, and as the brand rises and to we go back to, you know, three years from now to go back to this episode and then in three years you know maybe we are we've gone picked up by a big network and to be like how did that happen well it started with a story yes yes definitely so what's coming up next for you what do you have planned i um i have many books in the works i have one called help and give back and that's because that's what we do a lot and i i um as a child my sister and i would volunteer at a hospital or a convalescent aging people's home um, with our summers and time off, even though no one told us to, we thought everyone did this, by the way, it was a way to us to fill our time, not be bored and, and, and help others. So I, I believe helping others and giving back is important. So through pictures and picture books, we're going to show kids because parents like that. Um, and then I have a forthcoming book that's called Super Silly Unicorn Jazz and the Fairy Taco. I, I, I have not shared it out with the public much yet. Fairy Taco believes in unicorn jazz and she's the only one that can see it. And again, it's so silly but there'll be meaning and message. And again, I love for kids to laugh. And, and um, our stories, our books are very eclectic. They're not, there's not a rhythm that's the, and that shows the personality. When I talk to my illustrator, Davey Villalobos, I, I tell him like, I love the way we work together in creating a concept for a book and uh, to create many. I, I mean, I want to create like, like Dr. Seuss created, I, I think it was over 240 books. Um, I, I, I hope to create at least 50, but I would love to make hundreds of books and, and cartoon series and, and build a brand with products where, you know, Unicorn Jazz is, is a toy. Um, we have a baby board book coming out, more songs. So to be able to, to keep on creating, creating, 
as Michael Gerber said, what's the meaning of life, but to create, that's kind of cool. And if you have to sort of summarize what the, the message, the overarching message from all of your books, from Unicorn Jazz, all the visitations mm -hmm. that you have and will do at schools, what's, what's your overarching message for the kids? Celebrate your individuality and your uniqueness. Get to know who you are, not what other people want you to be. Mm -hmm. and learn how to grow from that. That is a lifelong process and to be happy in the five areas of life. And, and it's, a, it's a lifelong process, a family, friendship, career, connection, and adventure. That's wow. my message. Terrific. <laughs> what a great message. That's great. So how can people find your books or yes. unicorn jazz workshops it's, and things like yes, that? Yes. Um, we're on all the social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, go to unicornjazz.com. Um, I'm, you'll see I'm part of the brand and connecting with, and I love being invited to people's schools, story time, children events, things like that nature. Um, my name, Lisa Caprelli, you can find me through that name as well. I'm, I'm very findable. I enjoy connecting with people of all ages that resonated with a message, for example, they heard on the show or a message that can inspire kids of all ages. I really want to thank you for speaking with us, for sharing all that you're doing and a little bit about your past and sort of what helped you come to this wonderful decision to reach out to kids in this sort of a colorful, fun and inspiring way. I really want to thank you, Lisa, for being on our show. Thank you for having me. So. For all of our listeners, keep discovering and telling stories that inspire you and others. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Your History, Your Story. Please subscribe, share, and check out our website at yourhistoryyourstory.com for episode notes and bonus content. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions, comments, or a story to tell. Be well and God bless.